I think there's three things that make for a good developer, and it's it's how to acquire land in a healthy manner, how to raise capital so that people feel excited about investing with you, and how to do something very positive for the community. Welcome to Idaho Speakeasy. We're on a mission to uncover and share the stories of Idaho's finest entrepreneurs, community leaders, local icons, and those who are impacting our community. I'm Mike Turner, and today in the Speakeasy, we have Hannah Ball. Hannah is a principal owner of Urban Land Development, and she's here to tell us more about her projects and her background. Welcome, Hannah. Hi, thank you so much. Okay, so Hannah, so um, I understand, are you from Garden City area? Lived there, Lived as, there? As, a, as a teenager. Okay. All right. And right now, it seems like you're spending a lot of time focused on redevelopment of that area, right? That's correct. So kind of just, you know, fill us in. What you, what are you up to? Um, How did you get started working on the projects you are? You know, so all that kind of stuff. So I uh, joined real estate three years ago, and I started studying land. So I was a land agent, and I became fascinated with uh, learning land acquisitions. So after I learned a little bit about land, I said it would be amazing to go and start acquiring parcels in Garden City. So I just kind of took to the streets and said, I'm going to clean up Garden City and um, acquire land. Okay. And it kind of evolved from there. Why would you pick Garden City? Pick Garden City because I lived there as a, as a teenager mm-hmm. and I was never really proud um, of the previous stigma associated mm-hmm. with Garden City. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know, I know that it's beautiful. I know it has uh, a lot of potential. And then as I started studying land, I found that it was very rare to have commercially zoned land on the river. That um, through history, river parcels have always been amazing um, just for development, for cleanup, for you know, demand, yeah. supply and demand. Mm-hmm. So I said, I, I find this uh, commercially zoned land on the river just fascinating. So I, I wanted to do something. I wanted to do something positive for Garden City. I love Garden City, and I wanted to, to make a difference. And I think I thought I had the, uh, the right tools, being kind of from Garden City, living there, appreciating highs and lows. And um, so I decided I would put all my efforts into. Garden City. And I heard about um, your kind of focus on like 34th Street areas. Tell us more about that. So 34th Street, um, the last year or so, I've acquired 85% of all the parcels on 34th Street. So our our properties span from Chinden Boulevard to the river on 34th Street. And the idea is that we would make a commercial corridor. So we would have a, a very unique uh, streetscape to Garden City, local businesses. We'd want to attract local business, startup, um, a lot of food, industry, art, culture, things like that, and create a uh, commercial corridor to Garden City, but with a local flavor. Yeah. Okay. And why 34th Street? What was it? What, what was pulling you at that particular spot? So 34th Street specifically, it's the only street that connects Chinden to the river. Okay. Every other street dead ends into a project or something that can't actually see right, the river. Right. Think about it. You're right. Yeah. It's the only one, and yeah. so at the end of 34th Street, you'll see the wave. 
yeah. which is beautiful. Right. And so the idea is that people come down the street and they say, wow, this is amazing. Well, my my whole thesis is to, to change people's perspective on Garden City and have them say, this is amazing. We, we see the, the potential here. Mm-hmm. And um, I've kind of learned how to to have people share my vision and mm-hmm. a lot of that is through cleanup mm-hmm. but it's um it's pretty exciting so 34th street it's a is a is a commercial corridor project mm-hmm. it's probably the only commercial project i'll do everything else will probably be a rooftop uh residential development to follow yeah 34th street so. okay wow and uh, it's it's interesting i bet it was just down there this past weekend um you know seeing all the things that you know um Luciano's is down down there off yeah. of 36 yeah. um and uh was it the yard arm whatever was that called the uh, yard arm yeah Absolutely. right yeah. yeah so I was there not and too long ago the yard arm and corridor some of the original uh trendsetters or really they were the original entrepreneurs of Garden City and it is we are seeing a lot of young entrepreneurs a lot of um pioneers mm-hmm. to come in the the area and have a wild idea mm-hmm. and bring it to garden city and have success and the, the the traditional business model is not paired in garden city but they're doing it and they're doing it well and they're having some success so everybody's really excited about that area yeah and i you know somebody who uses the green belt a lot it's it's fun to see finally there's options to stop at or there's more options to stop at because you're right even just even not just in Garden City, but the whole corridor, there's just not have been that uh, much access to, um, you know, commercial options. And there, there's a few, but it's uh, it's fun because nice. It seems so lively now. Yeah. And, and uh, I've, I've been really enjoying that. Well, and I'm glad you I'm glad you came down and I encourage everybody who hasn't checked out the east side or um, any mm-hmm. parts of Garden City to come down and look at it again and just enjoy local businesses and meet people and gather and right especially with the whitewater park now there too it's just it's uh what a cool spot it It really is is. um all right so so what's i heard that um you'd use a term once or read you use a term once that you were involved with some sometimes real estate crowdfunding what what do you mean by that and how does that work so that was when i first started in real estate um, I learned the basics of land and somebody once said, you want to be a good land developer, you go find some capital, you go find some, uh, sources of funding. And that was just a method of finding capital. So it was not for my own project, but I became fascinated with how to raise money. Um, I think there's three things that make for a good developer and it's it's how to acquire land in a healthy manner how to raise capital so that people feel excited about investing with you and how to do something very positive for the community so i pretty much those three goals is is something i look at every day in my business and say Mm it keep keep in mind so real estate crowdfunding i think it's kind of the future of how we can do some really exciting developments and um, I was really excited to be a part of that project. What is your thoughts about, I know uh, you have this commercial project, but you also have some residential ones that uh, you hope to do. And, um, you know, one of the biggest challenges, I think, facing the this overall community, as in Boise in general, um, and all the surrounding suburbs, is uh, affordability. Yeah. 
and um and and what are your thoughts about that and and yeah. and, and are you're are you looking at ways to try to address that in some yeah. of your projects so when i think of affordability um early on i was i was fascinated with tiny houses uh and i thought i was you know I didn't, I didn't have family money or anything of that nature, so I always worked and had to have multiple jobs to kind of get by. And I thought of affordable housing as if all I could afford to purchase was 600 square feet or 400 square feet, that was the method that I could justify affordable housing. So in the future, I will create cottages that the price per square looks high, but the price point is low. Mm-hmm. And so I, I like to, you know, encourage people to n- really maybe consider that you don't need so much house, you don't need so much yard, you don't need land, you don't need maintenance. You need to um, figure out really what you do need and what makes you happiest in life and then try to scale it down to the most quintessential things mm-hmm. um, to be able to live happily. And that trend is getting, it's, it's catching on. Um, yeah. I mean, it would seem like I've been doing real estate for over 15 years. And when I, the first half of my career, it was very focused on, you know, going bigger and bigger and bigger. And that yeah. seemed to be just the trend. Um, and as soon as you, you know, had equity in your home, like, great, let's sell this and get a bigger one. Yeah. Um, and now it's, it seems like there's been this shift of like, okay, I'm cool with downsizing if I can improve lifestyle. Lifestyle. Right. And uh, I, I looked at one of those condos, actually, uh, townhouses on, on the Greenbelt there, just because, um, you know, and I have a nice house, and I'm very happy with it. Yeah. And um, one, those were kind of big anyway, so that wasn't that much of a downgrade. But um, I think uh, it, it was the lifestyle opportunity. Yeah. It seems so attractive. And if you can... Um, so I really like that concept of, of providing maybe smaller types of living spaces, but in a des- areas that people really desire to yeah. be closer to, yeah. I think is a winning formula that's really catching on and it's going to work well in the future. And, and like, I think a lot of people, it's not, um, it's, it's, and affordability is one aspect for some, um, you know, some households because this is only what they can, you know, yep. they get into. And for others, it's also, you know, the, if, you know, if they can downsize their home, but, you know, do a lateral move or can quality or whatever, they can get some of the things they want. I think there's also a very high market for that for people yeah. who are like, okay, yeah, I don't need to, this huge place. I want something yeah. really dialed in. And yeah. it's not just the price tag on the house. It's, it's how easy it is to heat it, to maintain it, yeah. to mow, you know, to just really not even have yards. I think, I think in the future, 30 years down the road, land just by nature will be um, a a very luxury item. Mm -hmm. And I think we have to start developing more communities that are, you enjoy a common space, but you share it with your neighbors, like Mm -hmm. where I live. And you don't have a front yard. You don't have a backyard. You have one area that you gather when you need to gather and you have a community garden and, and that's land is a luxury. Yeah. I was working on a development um, in a different state. And uh, that was the concept. It was having these homes in there and that using that more of a common space because because there wasn't much 
room outside of your house, right? Absolutely. But making it extraordinarily attractive, something that you wouldn't be able to afford in your own backyard, yeah. type of amenity um, right in the middle. Yeah. And uh, I thought that was really, I, I was really keen on the plan. Yeah. Um, I didn't get to see that. That one didn't um, come to fruition, so I didn't get to see how it worked. But yeah. I've seen that uh, other people try that and make that work. Um, the other thing I, I've noticed, too, and I don't know if it will work for Idaho, um, but I was, uh, I, was, I was in a trip in Mexico, and because of the style of homes that they use and the material of homes that, uh, that they use, um, they, uh, there was a lot of rooftop decks. Yeah. And how many people were using them. Yeah. And, and a lot because they didn't have a whole lot of space Land outside space. of that. And so like, oh, yeah, you know, that's all that space that yeah. we're kind of like not using. It gets tricky when you get snow, snow and, and that. Can, right. So like, I don't know if that's a trend that will make it in Idaho, but it's another idea Absolutely. of reusing space differently. Yep. Yeah. I agree. And we've even looked at doing like um, rooftop uh, pet parks and just hmm. how do we utilize the roof? I mean, how can we right. take every inch of space and make an additional space? Yeah. Um, so that that's a lot of our challenge too, <laughs> is just dreaming up these, these ideas and saying, let's, let's run with it for, for a period of time. Let's really think outside the box here. And Garden City is, is prime for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, Garden City is not new development, it's redevelopment. So the future of Garden City hopefully needs to be um, an area that it can be much better than it was and much more thought out and also just a, a wave of let's try it. You know, what do we have to lose by mm-hmm. figuring out something that's very healthy and working with groups and kind of thinking outside the box and let's, let's give it a shot. And it seems like from the outside looking in, and maybe you can speak to this more clearly, it seems like uh, uh, Garden City has been fairly open to development. I mean, every city has its challenges and, um, and, you know, every developer has its challenges working with any city. But, um, you know, what's your experience like? So I I enjoy working with the city. I think, um, I think, as a city, well, matter of fact, it was the mayor's city of the city address that I really thought of my own land and thought they want to see more commercial. How can I get excited about commercial? Hmm. And then really starting to just discover what are some projects that excite me in commercial because commercial usually isn't very as, as passionate or as exciting as some of the cottage projects mm-hmm. I wanted to do. But I thought I could make, I could make more um, commercial. So I enjoy working with the city. I think that they're, they're really great. Um, you know, they're, they're, I think they're a, a typical city. I love it, of course. I want to run around and uh, pull stuff down as I need to. I, I really constantly tell the city I'm a, I'm an open book policy. You can just come to me. You can check out my my projects anytime. You can have a conversation with me. You know where I live. You know my office. Mm-hmm. I want to encourage those relationships. Okay. But I'm also very much um, a hands-on, clean it up, get it done person. Mm-hmm. So if I see something that's not right, barbed wire, for example, I'm not going to ask if I can cut barbed wire down or if I can clean up something. I think uh, being a landowner, that's my... That's my privilege and my, my obligation is to clean it up. Mm-hmm. And so I really run a clean it up campaign amongst my crew. And I, I tell people that throw stuff on the, the ground. I say, hey, no, man, there's trash right over there. 
you know, mm-hmm. get that bottle picked up and mm-hmm. let's clean it up. You know, let's mm-hmm. really get out there and enjoy Garden City, but let's get it cleaned up. So great. All right. So looking into the future, right? Okay. Do you, can you can you know what do you think? What do you think is in store for Garden City over the next I don't know five, ten, fifteen years? Can you? Um, what's your best best guess? You know, I think it's going to be very desirable as we see um, a lot of growth, new growth to the area. People are happy to live next to the river. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something they've they've never dreamt of, and it's such a clean, beautiful river. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to come down and they're going to say, this is amazing. And I can walk to dinner and I can have the lifestyle I've always wanted. And I can enjoy all these amenities, multiple million dollar park systems and bikeways. And I just think this is going to be, I think the, the future of Garden City is very optimistic and I'm very excited. And my future goals is to get 34th Street done, get some rooftop projects finished, residential projects finished. And then my goal is to move on to Chinden Boulevard mm. and clean up Chinden. And I'd like to bring back it's local businesses. Yeah. It is. It's very mm-hmm. aggressive to mm-hmm. say my 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 future is not necessarily this project. I'd mm-hmm. like to get on to Chinden and really work it for 20 years mm-hmm. and then recreate Garden City as, as I've always known it. And mm-hmm. um, again, not... There's, there should be a, a variety of developments for, for all people. I just, I'd like to clean it up. Cool. Well, uh, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. Uh, we've been talking with Hannah Ball. Um, she's, uh, her company is Urban Land Development, and she uh, has been focusing on uh, Garden City and doing some really uh, interesting and exciting things. So I can't wait to keep following and see what you come up with in the near future. Perfect. Thank you so much, Mike, for having me. All right, so stay tuned for more. You're listening to Idaho Speakeasy. I'm Mike Turner. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back.